Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Okay, so that sound is the sound of Dave Cripp. He's just dialed in live from a cafe on holiday comes. tell us about holiday dave uh, crib oh hello can you uh, hang on i'm just i'm just struggling with some technicals yes i've uh, i've set up my own little studio in a cafe on so i've come to the beach tom uh i'll paint yep. the vista of you. you can see outside a beautiful full uh glass doors onto the seafront you can see some lovely boats i mean it's all under a shower oh. of pissing rain because it's absolutely soaking uh, i'm soaked to the skin everything's wet um <laughs> yes the traditional british holiday david incredibly i am uh, i'm i'm live from sulcum in devon wow from stratford to sulcum that's your autobiography title well, it's now that i've been to sulcum that really helps the uh, the the autobiography yeah. work i'll be honest i'm amazed this is all working so so wonderfully technically is it sounding nice to you in in london sounding really nice i think we should spend most of the podcast sort of in awe of the fact we're speaking to yeah. each other with essentially what is just a phone call dave just a phone call mate that's yeah what it is. that's literally what's happening isn't it well we're nailing it and yeah. uh, where i'm staying so i'm staying in what is basically like a holiday cottage but it's not because it's my friend claire's house where where oh, she yeah. lives claire off of the music claire off of music yeah exactly off of flutes yeah. um so oh, she's lovely um, claire off of flutes tell us what tell everyone what, what claire does because it's very well, cool you can tell yourself if you want she's right here well, we need a guest dave need a feature need something to happen we need a guest She's got a mouthful of Bakewell tart, so I'm going to immediately force her mm. to. Uh, she can't hear you is the only problem, Tom. So what, uh, we'll do that thing that like they do on the sports sometimes, where you're in the studio and you ask me the question and then I relay it to the interviewee. You know? Okay. All right. So I'm Lineker and you're Dan Walker down exactly, on the pitch. Exactly. And this will be like it'll be a fun, okay. a fun exercise. Yeah. Great. Uh, Dan, c- could you ask Pogba um, what he does for a living? Uh, what do you do for a living, Claire? Oh, I play the flute. Very nice. And. Um, Okay, I haven't got any follow-up questions, Dave. Can you help me with? The f- well, I mean, I mean, I, we already established that she plays the flute. Ask her what's where where, where she currently plays. I've the got flute. a problem. I've got a problem, which is that the only thing rattling around my around in my head is band camp, and I'm really trying to just mm, no steer clear of that, mate. I would absolutely steer clear of that. What, so what, what happens to her face if you say she's she's looking in, she's looking interested? Say, say what happens to her face if you say band camp? See what happens. What happens to your face if I say the word band camp? She gave a resigned and <laughs> slightly, I'd say. Really? Shrug. That's up there. That's up there <laughs> with the stand-up getting into a cab and the taxi driver saying, "Have I seen you on the telly?" Or, or, or tell yeah, us exactly. a joke. Um, so, so she plays the flute, and um, uh, what in Sulcum? Just in Sulcum? Uh, she, she has almost never played the flute in Sulcum. I'd say you've never played the flute in Sulcum, have you? No, no, I haven't. <laughs> no, she, she usually plays in Lon, London. You know, where, where Lon- is that? Is that zone, zone one? Is it? 
Yeah, zone one, mate. Absolutely zone mm. one. Um, so a short history of Claire's CV. Please. She's a flautist in, in the musicals. Yes. Um, which, as as you can imagine, currently is a thriving and booming industry. Very busy. All those lovely audiences, shoulder to shoulder. Um, also did the uh, New Matrix music at Abbey Road. Did you hear that? The, hang on. The New Matrix yeah, she's just she's, she's bragging now. She's not much of a bragger, Claire, oh. but she really sort of she's that thing where other people other people describe your career and they're like, actually, you've missed out the coolest thing I've done all year. What? Yes, yeah, so the that was in lockdown, wasn't it? Oh no, pre-lockdown. Yeah, pre-lockdown. She did the she was at Abbey Road for doing the music for the new Matrix film, Tom. What? And, and I won't tell you what she thought of the music of the new Matrix film. Can you ask her? Did she use the red flute or the blue flute? Did you use the red flute or the blue flute? That's a Matrix joke. <laughs> She's, have you seen The Matrix? A long time ago. You know, the pill, the red yeah, pill, the blue pill. Yeah, it's... Not, it, it's <laughs> it again, I'm getting the same look I got when you said bank up, actually, mm. Tom. That sort mm. of... Uh, yeah. The funny, thing, the funny thing that happened when we did this recording was the composers of the new Matrix film came in front of the orchestra at Abbey Road and we already all knew what it was for because you could re- they, it was a secret but they called it Project Ice Cream and if you looked up Project Ice Cream it came straight to the Matrix <laughs> so on the day of the recording they were um, at the front being like guys we're so excited to tell you <laughs> that it's going to be the Matrix and we were like yeah we know <laughs> <laughs> whatever yeah, we're already over it that's so cool that's you so cool. joy stealers you <laughs> No, um, we work with professional musicians, Tom. They're joy stealers. That's what we've learned. Kids, What's an- kids, animals, professional musicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the no. worst three. All of the above. Um, what I'm enjoying about this uh, relay, Dave, conversationally, is that effectively you're becoming Tom Price now. So you're saying the things that I always say. You're receiving yeah. the facial expressions that I always receive. Welcome to my world. Yeah. I know. It's really interesting, isn't it? I'm, yeah. I, I, I know what it's like to spend a 20 minutes in your shoes <laughs> if your actually, shoes were in a rainy seaside town. Talking of shoes, I mean, we could actually do that because you're one of the only people I know in the world who's got the same size fit. Actually, maybe your shoes are bigger than mine, aren't they? I mean, not, not, to, not to go all braggy for the second time in the podcast, but I'd be, a, be surprised if your shoes were as big as mine, Tom. What are you? I'm a 13. Mm. What are you? Add another one. Add another oh. Is this the podcast? This is the podcast, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, Claire didn't realise she the podcast had started. <laughs> she thought we were just chatting. Oh, that's great. That's great. I mean, like, it really shows her expectation of my level of sort of socialising in that I'm sat here with headphones on, talking yeah. into a microphone. Banging out like, the zingers, mate. Absolutely This, this seems it. normal. <laughs> uh, yeah, that. we started about five, six minutes ago. I think we should retitle this, Is This the Podcast? Question mark. It's a fair question. <laughs> So that uh, reminds me of a story about someone who was on Radio Wales. There was a presenter on Radio Wales Afternoons, and on two separate occasions, she had guests live on the air, one of whom was Jamie Cullum, uh, who halfway through the interview, live on the radio, said, sorry, because the, com- because the conversation had so derailed and gone mm. into strange places. I, th- I think she was talking about, the presenter was talking about her bunions to Jamie Cullum, <laughs> and he actually went, sorry, is this... Is this live on? Is this the radio like, show? Is this? Are we on air? Is this happening? Um, I want to. Have I told you about my uh, interaction with Dr. Carl Kennedy from Neighbours? Have we discussed this before? I think we might have. This might be see above, mate. I think we might have seen this above on the yeah, actual show on the, on the podcast. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I was worried mm. about. We've done so many episodes of this show now that I genuinely have forgotten yes. everything we've said and what we haven't said. That's yes. the problem. Well, this is Cabin Fever Weekly, um, and um, I've got to say hello, by the way, because we've had some lovely tweets. Hello to Jeanette, uh, who tweeted us to say she's been catching up on all the lockdown episodes of Cabin Fever. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, a the, completist. Yes, a completist, exactly right. Maybe they'll make a sub-podcast to discuss, go over the episodes of each of these... That's not going to happen, is Ooh, it? Oh, I'd like that. A reaction podcast. A reaction nice. podcast to us. Um, 
the, the reaction podcast to us will be called is this the podcast <laughs> <laughs> um so dave i've got to tell you i know you're on holiday i don't want to darken your holiday but i've got to tell you what happened yeah. the other day i've got to tell you about a couple okay. a couple of updates from me now obviously um you're a dog owner you know i'm a dog owner uh yep. on saturday morning in the middle of doing my radio show on magic magic weekend breakfast do join me six till ten uh, at about 9am, 9, 9 I got a text from Mrs. Price uh, saying, you need to come to me now. She was walking Polly. You need to come to me now. Polly's had a stroke. What? I know. Right now, you know. In fact, anyone listening to this podcast knows how Polly is the most favourite, wonderful thing in my life. Which, with a 13 yeah. and a half year old dog, is a little bit... You know, you've got to be... You, that part of you's got to be ready. You know, you've got to be on guard. Of course. Um, to, to fence with mortality. Um, and I thought this was it. I thought, oh my God, I'm in the middle of doing a radio show and today's the day. I'm going to have to put Polly down. And it was awful. And I went to, to her. She was out on the road and I ran down the road. Very dramatic. Quite serious for this podcast, really. Sorry, but it's it's my main bit of mm. hashtag content. Um, and she couldn't walk properly, Polly. And she was weaving all over the place and bouncing off uh, walls. And it was awful. It was like, oh my God, this is yeah. terrible. I had to pick her up pick her up carry her oh into the God. house the kids there what's going on you're trying to sort of hide it from the kids but you're thinking okay the first of august 2020 that's the day that i get polly put down it was horrendous get a vet, vet's appointment have two hours in the house before the vet's appointment and um, beth and i are in tears the kids are in tears bleak 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 get up to the vets it's locked down of course it's corona times so i have to leave the dog in the reception then i back away then the woman picks much like a deliveroo but with a a uh, very ill-looking dog. You know, you sort of right, you leave it in the yeah. middle. She, the vet takes the dog in, and I am, I'm outside, absolutely weeping. Right, I'm sitting in my sunglasses in the in the hot, hot sun, crouch end on a Saturday morning, and there's just people are looking at me because there's just tears coming off my face. And then I get a phone call live from the vet's room, and I'm like, okay, how? how I'm about to discover the the most awful practicalities of how we go about this. And yeah. the vet said. Yes, dizzy spell should be absolutely fine in three days. Oh All the best. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! And but she was a bit dizzy. She was a bit dizzy. She was having a dizzy spell. It's a thing called oh. it's vestibular something or other, or idio, idiopathic vestibular syndrome. It's called, it's something like old dog syndrome or dizzy dog syndrome. And mm. <laughs> then I'm so I'm now. And here's the thing, Dave. I didn't think I could cry anymore, but it turns out that finding out she's going to be fine. A further outpouring of emotion. When you think you've Even already more emotional, yeah, oh, yeah. When you think you've squeezed the sponge dry, uh, yeah. it turns out there's more fluids to come. Because then a woman said, "Well, are you okay?" And I said, "I've just found out that." And then I went. So this is my way of uh, sort of uh, apologising to anyone in the Crouch End area who heard wailing and gnashing of teeth and right. also flooded roads where my tears were were flowing. Apologies for that. It was it was a dark dark morning. Well, can I ask you a sort of dark follow-up now? Yeah, well, as, uh, let me tell you what my brother said when I texted yeah. the family WhatsApp group to say she's okay. Uh, yeah. My middle brother, who you've met, Toby, the one you met on the train, remember? Oh, yeah, Toby. Absolutely classic Toby. Ta- classic Toby. He's, I mean, he's called a Toby, so he's he's a big fan of emotions and expressing emotions and outpourings you know of emotions. Have you watched The American Office? No, I know I need to do it. We've talked about that again, right. see above. Yeah, I need to do that. Well, it's only just struck me who Toby reminds me of. And he reminds me of the character Toby in the American <laughs> office. And that is astonishing. And that I think, when I say reminds me, that's exactly who I picture when I think of Toby. Can you just Google yeah. Toby Flenders in the office? And he probably knows nothing like your brother, who I've yeah. only met once. Yeah. yeah, Toby. But he's very um, downbeat. He's very, you know, it's, it's the same energy. 
the eyes. Yeah. The, the eyes. He looks like a a, 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 re, a retired, depressed footballer in his 50s. That's what he looks like. <laughs> yeah. Oh. There's not so much sadness in his eyes as nothing in his eyes. Actually, you know, that's, that's, yeah. that's the Toby Flenderson that I'm describing there, the, not your brother. The nothingness. So, yeah, my brother is a, certainly an emotional vacuum. I mean, he's a Tory, for God's sake. Um, and... <laughs> He, right? Uh, he said on the family WhatsApp group, everyone else saying, oh my God, I'm so happy you're okay and love to all the family. He said, dry run for the real thing. Right. Thanks, Toby. Yeah. Thanks, I mean, that's kind of, that was going to be my oh, question. Oh, come not, on. Not, no, it wasn't going to be like that, but my question was going to be, do you sort of feel like that was a strangely useful and cathartic experience? Yeah, it probably was. For poor yeah. prepar- preparing because like you say 13 and a half it's going to happen at some point i know mate i know it is very very worrying maybe, maybe it was i i think that you know having to introduce the idea to the kids so yeah, right that's been interesting also discovering that my kids have inherited their uncle's colds <laughs> couldn't you give a fuckery kids. yeah i've got some tory kids it's in, my, it's in my i've got tory dna i can't get away from oh, it oh my yeah. days of course the other problem is is now you'll become so blasé the next time it happens that you'll be like she's probably dizzy yeah and you'll go the opposite way yeah. and then it'll be even worse dizzy so spell it, mate what have you done yeah. what are you doing what are you doing yeah. oh. Don't. well the, the other option that my mum is is touting oh that's the other thing i've been to see sally price Oh, I saw this on your social media uh, profiles. Yeah, yeah. Profiles? Why am I? Oh, Why have I turned into a granddad? I enjoyed that, though. Uh, your social media accounts. Um, is Claire looking at you funny still, or has she gone off into her own world now? She's absolutely zoned out, I'd oh, say. Okay. She's buying... What are you buying? A card for your mum and dad on Moonpig for their anniversary. Nice. Their anniversary tomorrow, so... Um, How yeah, long have Claire's parents been married? Come on, let's find what, out. And what number anniversary? Shrug? Not sure. She thinks it was 42 years ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jeez, oh, that is a fascinating, actually... God, I, I've, I don't think I've ever bought my parents an anniversary card. Your mum's quite on it. Yeah. But certainly not for the 42nd anniversary. You know what like, you, I'll probably you, buy one for the 40th. You know what the symbol is for 42 years of marriage? You know what you have to get? What? Real estate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Oh god! Well, the thing is, my parents' fortieth wedding anniversary will be just a stark uh, wake up to the fact that in two years it'll be my fortieth birthday because we're on a sort of I'm on a two year delay, as it were. Oh, I see. I so, see. Um, so they're like they're like the thunder, or the lightning, and then yes. your fortieth is is the thunder. Okay, the yeah. absolute shambles of the thunder, mate. But you, you're there. You, you can tell me what it's like. I'll, I'll be coming to you for sort of preparatory. Uh, turning forty. Can you actually? This is interesting. Uh, can you start documenting what life is like at forty as you turn forty? Because yeah. I don't want it to be one of those things where. So my friend Claire, right? She's here. She's got a new puppy. Mm. He's now how old? Eight weeks. Twelve weeks. Lovely. Good to go. She's had him for four weeks, yeah. right? Yeah. And she keeps asking me questions because my dog is now 11 months. Yeah. And it's like, oh, was Herc like that when he was 12 weeks? And my, I've forgotten every single thing that my dog did at that age. Yeah. And I find this with other parents when, you know, your friends have parents and they go to your friends that have had parents for a few years and go, oh, is that normal? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I yeah. can't remember. Can't remember I don't remember a single thing because my memory is so absolutely addled from just TV and phones, I think. Mm. Um, so can you just write down your... Sorry, what was the uh, question? Visceral, what, what do you yeah, want me to exactly. write down? I, can't. <laughs> I mean, absolutely, I'm exactly the same. I can't. I haven't got a clue uh, what she was like as a puppy. I can't really remember. Um, the main thing that happens with his kids, Dave, which, of course, one day you may well find out, but you, mm. you forget stages of, of having a young baby, famously, because you tell yourself yeah. then that actually babies are okay, and you, you forget, certainly with the case of Riddle Me Wilfred, just how... Because he had colic, he was hellish. Absolutely. Absolutely oh hellish. 
And um, I remember my brother, in fact, Toby. Toby's really featured heavily on this. Yeah, shout out to Toby. Shout out to Toby. Saying you either get a devil or an angel. And I still right. often think of it when I tell Wilfred off. I'm like, you de- you are the devil. <laughs> you are the devil. And, and I is the other warned. one the angel? Uh, no, he's an asshole. So you either oh, get right. yeah, <laughs> get a devil or an asshole. Yeah, yeah, that tends to be how it works. No, I can see, really see now why you're really dreading losing Polly because she's the angel, isn't she? Oh, God. <laughs> you got nothing left Mate, after that. You just got was, two idiots. She was nearly an angel by Saturday lunchtime. She really was. <laughs> oh no! Was oh awful. God! It's so Um So I, d- I went back to see Sally Price. I went back to see Sally Price. Oh yeah off of um, giving birth to me 40 years ago. And I will, yes. by the way, happily document turning 40. It impacts your parents as well, you know. That it freaks them out. My mum's freaked out that her youngest is now 40. Right, of course. So these are things, you, you know, to document. The knock-on effects, the ripple effects. Um, and, uh, yeah, first time I've seen her for seven months. And here's the breaking news. Actually got on quite well with her. I think a a seven-month intermission is about the size of the dose. It's sort of the homeopathic dose of parenting that I can take with with seeing my mum. That's the optimum gap. Yeah, you've figured it out. And you've you've been allowed to figure it out. So the pandemic's been good for some things. So you can now say to Sally... Even after this, we th- I think once every seven months, we'll have a great time. And there you go. We had a really nice day. Thank you, Baked Potato. We went and um, the, the classic, the Sally Price tropes. I had to listen to a lot of talk about what's going on in Monmouth Town. This is my hometown in South Wh- Wales. Who's died? Who's died? Who's still alive? Who's moved? Yep. Um, how much? How's house? Judy? Judy, Judy, Joy, Joy, Jane and Judy, Jane, Jane and Joy. She's got a new clean... How many, how many friends called Judy has your mum got? Four. Two. Four. 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 There's four, <laughs> four, Judys. four Judy's. Judy, Judy. She has to go through the Judy's. Judy, 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 Judy and Joy, who's my godmother. Judy, 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 Judy. Ah. And Joy. Um, <laughs> and uh, her new cleaner, Karen. So it was... Uh, and she talks. She used to talk about the charity shop quite a lot. So it was. it kind of goes like... Jane, Jane, Joy, Judy, 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 Jane, Joy, shop, shop, Jane, Joy, Karen. Karen, Jane, Joy, Joy, Jane, Judy, shop, shop, Karen, Jane, Joy, Judy. Jane, Jane, Joy, Judy, that was it. All right. Um, which I, you it's know. nice she's got such a, you know, busy life to tell you about, to be honest. Honestly, I don't mean this disrespectfully, no. Tom, but yeah. it sounds like she's got more friends than you. Yeah, well, of course. That's she's she's up there on Facebook. She's she's almost beating me actually, which is mm. still quite nice. She she gets her iPad and she sits there and she goes, "Oh, Joyce, darling, she's Miss Havisham, darling. Facebook is very good today." She said, "Like it's a like it's a broadcast, <laughs> like it's a like it's a daily broadcast. Facebook is ever so good today." Um, Wonderful. Today's episode of Facebook. Yeah, yeah, well yeah. Written. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, it was great. I had um, I had the classic twelve thirty heavy, heavy sirloin steak with chips. That's what you have, isn't it, on a Ooh, parental yeah, visit? And then we got a takeaway curry at about six thirty. So I I avoided Corona, but I nearly had a coronary. That's a prepared line. Sorry, I thought oh, about that. Yeah, I thought about it on did, the way up the stairs. I could so, see that. Yeah. So, right, don't worry. I'm having the same experience this week, actually, because I'm treating this very much like a holiday. So, um, yes. we spent, uh, I think, £90 yesterday on my arrival on a Sainsbury's shop, which involved zero nutrition. Absolutely zero. It's crisps, chocolate sweets, Pop Tarts. We discovered Pop Tarts again. Oh. Like, it's just all of that. And I'd say we've eaten most of it. No. We ate four donuts in the car on the way back from Sainsbury's. Oh, my God. Like, do you think, it was, she, do you think it's Claire's going to put on sort of Dave Crib weight and she'll be. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I do think she dreads me coming to visit because yeah. we just eat. Because Claire's. I don't eat until hang on, here she goes. I don't eat for the two weeks before Dave arrives. <laughs> That's it. Well, can I paint you a, a, a very, like, like the picture is that Claire's married to uh, Michael flute. Craig, oh, right. who's in the Navy. 
Uh, he's and what? He sorry, he's where? Sorry, Dave. He's he's in the navy. He, sorry, Dave. He's what? He's <laughs> he's in the navy. David. What? The fleet air arm. That's not the. That's not one of the lyrics. Claire's correcting me again. Um, <laughs> not a lyric. <laughs> the, the fleet. Air, he's in the fleet air arm mm-hmm. of the navy. He's anyway, sorry. Yeah, my on. my point is that he is to the epitome of health. Like he's so fit. He uh, rock, he he climbs. He runs. He just goes out for an hour run every uh, all the time because oh, he can. Living he's in Solcombe as well. Well, near Solcombe. Oh. We're about an hour. We've driven an hour today to to be by the sea in the rain to find um, Wi-Fi for the podcast. You mean? Yeah. I mean, genuinely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I did the maths earlier, and the Wi-Fi in this cafe—not notoriously good for Wi-Fi cafes, are they—but the Wi-Fi in this cafe, compared to Claire's Wi-Fi at home, is eighty-three times quicker. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love um, it. But that's the countryside for you. But anyway, so yeah. So you're on. You're on two meg. Yep, yeah, good. So I um. So, so so Craig is the healthiest man I've ever met, and the strongest, and the you know, okay. he's everything. He's everything. I'm not Tom, and then I come in and rock in with ninety quid's worth of donuts and well, sugar. And I'm the, I'm now going to despairing. I'm now going to shopping shame you, Dave. Uh, because I've just taken a screenshot of your Insta story from yesterday. So uh, I'm yeah. seeing, uh, oh, you've got Walker's Sensations, the best yeah. crisps. Are they the Poppadon ones? No, they're the uh, they're the Five Spice Cracker ones, oh, Oriental Cracker. They're insane. You absolute shitbag. What, two big bags of those gone already? My friend Kathy's coming over tonight, right? She's a chef. She's, she does a chef she's a chef influencer called Gluts and Gluttony. Look her up on Instagram. Oh, lovely. Yeah, she's yeah. amazing. It's all healthy shit though, Dave. It's all healthy oh, shit. No. So they're all. So her and Beth are talking about pulses. Where they're gonna. Where they're gonna. <sighs> yeah, right. And I'm looking at your. Sh- uh, I'm looking at the the runway. What's it called? The runway bit at the shot in the shop the, and supermarket. The, the, the conveyor belt. Thank the, you, the belt, Yeah. I'm looking at your belt, Dave, which is going to need to be expanded. You've got donuts. Yeah. You've got your Oreos. You've got your dairy milk dime there. Dairy yes. milk dime. Um, you've gone for some Cadbury's mini rolls there. You've got a massive lump of cheese. Yeah. You've got some. Oh, Dave. Oh my. We are. I'm so sorry, but our palates, don't take yeah. this the wrong way, but they're meant to be together. <laughs> what have you just... Sour, you just come? sour oh. cheese and chive dip. Oh, I love yeah, it so much. It's so good, isn't it? It's, it's so good. good. You've got your Porky Black Six British pork sausages. You've got your Pizza Express um, pizzas. Yeah. Oh, dear. There's 40 cocktail sausages there that you've missed that we ate on the drive to the beach today. Yeah. That's just incredible. 40 cocktail sausages. One for every year that you'll have lived by the time you die on this diet. <laughs> I'm Tilly Steele. And I'm Helen Monk. And this is Bitchin'. I'm dyslexic. Yeah, why do you read the Wikipedia page? <laughs> it's good to practice. Yeah. A podcast where every week we talk about a different person. So how old was he when he first popped on the scene? That's a great If question. you say he was my age, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking die. And we veer wildly off track. Pop that Prosec. <laughs> Available on all your podcast apps. <laughs> That's not right. Uh, just Can you not say podcast. uh in the advert? <laughs> Available on all your podcast platforms. Just search Bitchin' or Great Big Owl. We'll see you there. That was all right. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Can I just put a disclaimer out here, Tom? Yes. Because of the time it took me to find Wi-Fi in Devon. Um... I'm technically sitting in a cafe that closes in 10 minutes' time. Okay. So we are on a... I don't know what their sort of discipline point is for kicking us out, but I imagine it'll be pretty sharpish because this place mm. has emptied and it's just me and Claire and she's looking... She's finished a Bakewell tart. She's mm. finished a coffee. Right. She's basically ready to go as well. well. So it's basically just me holding everything up. In, in the same way that she said to you earlier on, is this the podcast? Yeah. What you can do when you walk out onto the rainy street now, just look at her and say, well, is this my holiday? Yeah. <laughs> serve it right back at her okay so we've run a bit of a time limit but listen we're going to do a feat we're going to do a thing now we're actually going to do a bit that we normally do on the show when it when it was in lockdown yeah. um but but it's with beth my wife the awkward thing is if you then have to go it's just going to be me and beth hosting a podcast together and, and i'm not sure i'm up for that no it's interesting isn't yeah. it well i've look the more we talk about this the more time potentially okay okay, okay, okay. Yes, end, yes, so. she's coming she's coming she's coming all right here she is i'm gonna plug her in and we're gonna seamlessly right we're just gonna go straight into this moment so please <sighs> welcome back to cabin fever she's just oh, walked up three flights of the stairs sigh of a, yeah. of a woman married to tom price uh, and a woman who hasn't really prepared what to be married to tom price no, nothing <laughs> would prepare me for that um do you want to sit on the stool so you're not squatting because at the moment no you're because i'm never high enough well, case, i'm so sure let me put it higher like this okay oh shit hang on okay so dave's on a time limit because he's in a cafe but i think What's they're playing that, that noise the, the music dave's put some sexy music on for me Aww. it's the sexy cafe music in salcombe devon it is i feel like i should have brought a bit of a bluer book Oh, what have we got today? Hi, Beth, by the way. Sorry, we've only Hi. really mocked Tom so far. So this uh, is um, on the same page with my wife, Beth Morrie. I mean, sorry, the fact she's my wife is irrelevant. I shouldn't... That, that reduces her, doesn't it, Dave? I shouldn't it do absolutely that. does, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with some, some of the times top-selling, top-ten-selling... Yeah. Oh, God, it's, there's so many words in that. It's yeah. not like saying number Best one. Best-selling will do, top, thank you. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Best-selling right. author. Also, can I, I'm, I'll blow Beth's trumpet because... Uh, she won't blow mine. Uh, just so you know, FYI, Beth is currently in the top 10,000 on Amazon. So we found out earlier <laughs> on, didn't we? That was exciting. Where are you? What number are you? Oh, I don't know. 7,000, guys. <laughs> Thank you. That is, I mean, yeah. write, a, write a book, Tom, and then come there with your sarcasm, eh? <laughs> See if you can beat that. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> well done, Dave. Um, okay, so this is the feature where um, Beth Murray uh, chooses the same page from two different books. Beth, take us through what's going to happen now. So two books, one old, one new, um, vaguely linked by a theme, and today's theme is Time Travel and Love. Um, and the first one is, uh, it's not that old, really. It was published in 2004, but everyone knows about it because there was a time when everyone was reading it. And it is The Time Traveller's Wife by Ooh. Audrey Niffenegger. And um, everybody wants a sweeping love story at the moment. And when they say, I want a sweeping love story, they mean, I want another Time Traveller's Wife, please. Right. It was that important um, and it's the extraordinary love story of Claire and Henry who met when Claire was six and Henry was 36 
Dodge and were married when Claire was 22 and Henry 30. Impossible but true because Henry suffers from a rare condition where his genetic clock periodically resets and he finds himself pulled suddenly into his past or future. In the face of this force they can neither prevent nor control, Henry and Claire's struggle to lead normal lives is both intensely moving and entirely unforgettable. And the Times said that it was wonky, sexy, incredible. Wonky? I don't know what that means. Wonky, That's odd, isn't it? That's odd. Wonky. That sounds I mean, like a it's better than wonky, I guess. Well, but. Maybe. <laughs> maybe it's just a typo. Maybe um, <laughs> we've got a connection to this book, haven't we, Tom? On this podcast, and in very, our very tenuous, very tenuous. Very, I'd say very What's tenuous. The tenuous link. So Clint Edwards, our friend who was on the podcast t- two weeks ago, maybe? Yeah. I don't remember that episode, Dave, because I was drowning in yeah, Guinness. Yeah, so he had many. So Clint's... Oh, yes, I remember that episode. ...partner's stepmum is Audrey Niffenegger. Oh, that is a claim to fame. Mm. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. Which which is great. And that's a Clint, every now and then, he's a very... Um, he plays down a, a lot in his life, doesn't he? But this, do you remember this story he told us? You won't, because it was the podcast Tom and he had four Guinnesses. But remember you just sort of dropped in that he'd spent a week at Neil Gaiman's house in the Hebrides or something? Oh, yeah. What, because of Audrey? Just, yeah, because of Audrey. They've got these mad... Uh, so he's like, he's like glitterati. Yeah, glitterati. He's in, yeah, yes, exactly. Litterati, the proper in the elite oh, literati. It must be because I'm 7,000 in the bestseller list yeah. that I don't get invited to this shit. If you get in the top 5,000... Then yeah, you you're on the list then. Yeah. You get to meet Neil Gaiman. And abandon your wife in New Zealand, then anything's yeah. possible. Uh-huh. But let's not dwell on that, Neil Gaiman. Oh, yes. Um, Moving on. Okay. All right, so... So, everyone wants the next time traveller's wife. Um, so, on the subject of time travel and love, could it be Come Again by Robert Webb? This is which, so good. I love this book. Which was just published this year. So, that's our new book. And that is Kate's husband, Luke, the man she loved from the moment she met him 28 years ago, died suddenly. Since then, she has pushed away her friends, lost her job, and everything is starting to fall apart. One day, she wakes up in the wrong room and in the wrong body. She is 18 again, but remembers everything. This is her college room in 1992. This is the first day of Freshers' Week. And this is the day she first meets Luke. That is a premise. Oh, that a is a premise, premise, isn't it? It's a good yeah. premise. Can I just upset you, Beth? What? Dave, how, what were you doing in 1992? Oh, fucking hell. 1992, I just started primary school, I think. Okay, cool. So, Beth, which one are you going to read? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read the one that tells you to fuck off. <laughs> um, oh, well, I suppose we're... You guys are ganging up on me now. I thought we were ganging yeah. up on Tom, Beth. Come this on. This great. This has been very good for my okay. marriage. Yeah. Well, in that case... I'm going to choose page 40, because that is Tom's age. Ouch. Oh, lovely, lovely. Why was 46 not available? Okay, for you, that's not... Whoa! <laughs> Zing! I'm 27. Um, so, page 40 of the time traveller's... Lo- time travel tra- traveller's wife. Um, and it is where Henry, aged about 36, but who knows how how old he is in time travel world hmm. is meeting Claire his future wife who is six weird this is the weird uh, thing yes. about this book I didn't realise it first time around because I was enjoying it so much bit weird okay so page 40 the time traveller's wife I'm trying to look harmless and nice nice looms large in Claire's childhood because so many people aren't you're making fun of me I would never make fun of you why do you think I'm making fun of you Claire is nothing if not stubborn. Nobody time travels, you're lying. Santa time travels. What? Sure, 
How do you think he gets all those presents delivered in one night? He just keeps turning back the clock a few hours until he gets down every one of those chimneys. Santa is magic. You're not Santa. Meaning I'm not magic. Jeez, Louise, you're a tough customer. I'm not Louise. I know. You're Claire. Claire Anne Absher. Born May the 24th, 1971. Your parents are Philip and Lucille Absher. And you live with them and your grandma and your brother Mark and your sister Alicia in that big house up there. Just because you know things doesn't mean you're from the future. If you hang around a while, you can watch me disappear. I feel I can count on this because Claire once told me it was the thing she found most impressive about our first meeting. Silence. Claire shifts her weight from foot to foot and waves away a mosquito. Do you know Santa? Personally, um, no. I have stopped bleeding, but I must look awful. Hey, Claire, do you happen to have a band-aid or some food? Time travelling makes me pretty hungry. Mm. And Mm. helped by the kind of gentle music in the background. Yes, I enjoy it. I mean, that is one of the most awkward moments in the book when he starts to effectively groom the... I know, it's It's dodgy, it's dodgy, yeah. Yeah. Right, good book though, brilliant book, apart from the, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, uh, we come to page 40 of Robert Webb's Come Again. Uh, So this is near the beginning where uh, Kate's really depressed about the fact that Luke has died. This is Robert Webb off of Mitchell and Webb, is it? It is, a peep show fame. Good. It's just I didn't want to have this awkward confusion I've had with the author David Mitchell for a number of years. So it's good that we <laughs> straightened that out. Yeah. So just imagine Jez wrote this. Yeah. <laughs> Kate's eyes drifted over the ruins of the 10,000 day kitchen. She noticed a card wedged between a stack of box files. It was the invitation to Luke's funeral. She designed it herself. One of the many practicalities she'd been grateful for in the early weeks. The Undertaker, the bills, the decision on what to do with Luke's possessions, clothes, the manuscripts of his endless unpublished novel. All this she had kept her distracted from the reckoning she knew was waiting for her down the road. She expected grief, but grief wasn't the problem. In the pathologist's office, he'd explained about the tumour. There's nothing you could have done, the doctor concluded. The problem with this kind of thing is that it's almost symptomless. Kate froze like she had just been casually introduced to a mortal enemy. Almost, she asked. Yes, he went on. You can hardly ever tell. Kate said, but there are symptoms. Sometimes you can tell. And there you go. So have you both read this book already? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah we're giving it, giving it a thumbs up, are we? Yeah, it's great. And, and it's really quite, it starts quite grief stricken and then goes in a direction you're really not expecting. The ending's quite mad, but it is—it's a brilliant book, and it's, it's the, the roller coaster ride at the end is a bit like what? Where did that come from? But it's very, very good. They're both very good. Have you read either of these, Dave? I've read Time Traveler's Wife. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everyone's read Time Traveler's Wife. Yes, I feel yeah. like that is one of the ones where it's all right. Don't I need to do my uh, <laughs> reading prowess down there, Beth? I, I mean, mean, of course, of course, he's read it. My toddler's read Time Traveler's Wife. <laughs> I think if we looked it up on the Amazon bestseller list, it would be quite near the top. Yeah. yeah no, absolutely. Okay, uh, Beth Murray, aka my wife. AKA Sunday Times top ten bestseller, AKA great person. She's <laughs> looking, Keep going. she's sort of looking yeah. crosser the more I go. Um, AKA mother of my children, AKA great friend, 
Thanks for coming on, <laughs> Kevin Fever. <laughs> AKA, bad Thank at you. diagnosing dog medical ailments. <laughs> Not a stroke, just a bit dizzy. If you are taking the kids to the playground uh, and they go on the roundabout, don't phone me afterwards, okay? It's fine. Thank you, Beth Murray. Thank you, bye. Thank you, Beth. Well, absolutely thrilled we've managed to squeeze this in before the cafe closes, Tom. I know, we've done very well there, Dave. I was hoping that there'd be an awkward moment where Beth was reading away and you had someone saying, get the hell out of my cafe. But that I have, hasn't um, I have a, in, the, in a spirit of talk, sort of speech radio, I have a big debate to bring to the table and I worry that now's not the time, but maybe next week on Cabin Fever. Yeah. And it's not so much a debate as a general wondering and you might be able to either help me with this or ponder on it. Yeah. Or we could just talk about it now until I get kicked out. That's the other option. But is, it, is it what's your favourite reading position? My question is is, is as follows. Mm-hmm. What is the difference between baking and roasting? Claire can tell me, she reckons. That I should have had this conversation with her before the oh. podcast. But I was talking the other day to my sister about this. And strangely, she said, this is the weirdest thing ever, because yesterday I was chatting to our uncle and he asked the exact same question, completely apropos of nothing as you have there. So there's clearly yeah. something in the, in, the, in the crib genes that means around the year 2020 we wake up not knowing what the difference what between baking, baking and roasting, and roasting is. <laughs> I mean, my uncle is an extremely esteemed... Uh, professor at King's of cooking College. like he's very 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 intelligent so i feel like even putting me in the same bracket as him is is really taking liberties on my behalf but yeah, neither yeah. of us clearly know the difference because here's what i'm saying tom it's frying them, isn't it isn't it isn't it frying frying oil nothing to do with anything oil and stuff yeah, but both of them you turn the oven on right and the heat comes for, is it oil yeah is it oil no class says no so but they're so grilling right Mm-hmm. Grilling is heat from the top. That is a cooking technique. Roasting and baking are both heat from all around the oven. You put the yeah. thing in. And, like, you can't say just you bake a cake and you roast some vegetables because that doesn't answer my question. I've always got a take on these things. Like, I hate not mm. knowing stuff like this. <laughs> I, okay, so I'm going to say that it's to do with heat. Baking is quite a low heat, like 180, whereas roasting you tend to go over 200. No, maybe you don't. No, that's not true, is it? But, but what I'm saying, meat, if that meat. was the case... No, because you But if that was the case, your first one, you would just... You oil. Have two different words, would you? Right, oil. You said you... oil already. You've said oil already. This is oil. Not, not oil. Hello. Is it temperature? Hello. Oil. <laughs> it's not. It's no, not, I've it's just not said temperature. Because you know, can slow roast. You, you can slow roast things. No, but, so it's even if I understand that, say you could slow roast low temperature stuff, but you wouldn't need a different word for. You could just have the same word and it'd just be, say, baking at fifty degrees or three hundred degrees. It's the same mm. thing, you know. Okay, then let's find out what Claire well, thinks is. You're gone. Here we go. I've sort of um, rethought my explanation, yeah, but only because know. I was thinking about baking a cake is different to roasting because baking is the combination of ingredients that when baked become a different thing, when warmed become a different thing, whereas roasting is like the, the cooking essentially of something to be in a certain texture, but that doesn't mm. explain a baked potato. Uh, oh, right, no, so there, there we go. So, no, uh, I, yes. so that is what I thought. So again, but I just don't think you'd need a separate word for what is ostensibly heating something from all yeah. around, right? So, so you, she's absolutely right, Claire's, I, I was with Claire until the baked potato yes. well, comparison the, because that, oh, the baking is pot- more than just the heat; it's the other bits of it involved. It was the baked potato that really uh, got me thinking about it because Cornelius was roasting some potatoes, and I was like, oh, "That's okay. the same as baking." I mean, you, and that can't be the fact that the skin's on. You know, that's absolutely nonsense. So, yeah. um, 
Yeah, there you go. That's that's what I've been genuinely struggling with all week. Claire's now Googling it, I think, from her facial expression. Is she Googling or is she back on her Twitter tweeting things like this? Listening to Dave and Tom record their podcast, those that know them will not be surprised to know that I had no idea when it started. The line between chat and professionalism is very thin. Yes, it's a very rude tweet, isn't it? That she's just very rude. Quite right. Yeah, it's going to be frosty back at your holiday home this evening, Dave. Absolutely. Um, so there okay. you go. Have we got an explanation? Yeah. Okay. Here's his. Oh, well, hang on. Do we want the explanation, or do we want to save it for next time? I feel like okay. we should save it for next time, Dave. We'll save I it for next like- time. I feel like uh, uh, we should ask people to tweet in what they think the answer is without yeah. Googling it. Yes. And then the beginning of next episode, we'll tell them what the answer is. Well, she said she's discovered what the internet thinks is the answer, but it doesn't apply to the potato. And oh, the potato okay. is the thing that's really fucking this. because Fuck you, baked potato. You can roast and bake a potato, which is basically just putting them both in the oven. Right? Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. And the heat comes from all around. That's all I'm saying. If you yeah. know the answer... Please do get in touch. Uh, here's the Twitter number to play us out, and we'll be back next week with more scintillating cooking technique chat. Is this the podcast? Cabin FE that's our Twitter name. Okay, one sec. One sec, just hold the line there, and go. Was that the podcast? <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.